You are now listening to Strong in the Saddle, a weekly podcast with the goal to help you get strong in the saddle and maximize your potential as a rider and horse person. Whether you're someone who is looking to make the finals as a professional barrel racer, a dressage rider hoping to advance to the next level, or a recreational rider who just enjoys their horses away from the competition arena, I am here to help you be the best that you can be, both in and out of the saddle, in and out of the competition arena. If you're ready to improve your health and fitness so that you can be the best that you can be for your horse, then you're in the right place. Now let's get into today's episode. of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host Katrina. Before we get rolling, I just have a quick favor to ask if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And just a reminder that this podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. Use of any information provided on this episode or any other episode of the podcast is solely at your own risk. All right, let's get into today's episode. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you have likely heard my story about how I had an eating disorder and how it completely derailed my health and derailed my life. For those of you who haven't heard my story, I'll just give the quick version. Starting in high school, I developed anorexia. Among other things, I was severely restricting my calories and over-exercising. I lost a pile of weight and got to the point where I was unhealthily underweight. I had no desire to ride my horse and really I didn't have the energy to ride my horse, which was a big red flag. Something is definitely up when I don't want anything to do with my horses. My hormones were a mess. My body was a mess. Eventually, I started an outpatient program and recovered from my eating disorder. A few years down the road, I decided to do a bodybuilding competition where I competed in the bikini division. Again, I had no idea what I was doing. I ended up losing a pile of weight again severely under eating, and once again, driving my body completely into the ground. It was basically the same story. I didn't want to ride my horse. I was always tired. I lost strength and on and on. I had sacrificed my health in both both cases in the name of fitness, in the name of being thin, in the name of fitting some unrealistic ideal. And that's kind of what I want to riff on today because I think it's really important for people to hear this. Yes, 
here at Strong in the Saddle, I'm all about getting fit, improving your performance, getting stronger, and all of that. But there is a line that many people cross where in the pursuit of fitness or what they perceive as fitness, they sacrifice their health. What starts out as a healthy pursuit becomes something that is the exact opposite. Some of you might not be doing this intentionally. And really, when I look back, it's not like I intentionally wanted to harm my body or negatively impact my health. It just sort of happened. Looking back now, it's so obvious on what trajectory I was on. But at the time, when you're in it, it's kind of hard to have that sort of perspective. That being said, there are a few specific ways you may be compromising your health for the sake of fitness. And the first is sacrificing sleep. The hustle culture has convinced us that it's okay to skip on sleep. The sleep when you're dead mentality has been drilled into us. Get up early, do your morning routine, get your workout in, and on the back end of things, we're staying up late either to cram in more work or wasting our time watching stuff on Netflix. I get it. We're all busy, and on some days, the only way we can get a workout in is to work up, wake up early. I have done that myself. I understand. But you need to take a step back. Let's say you wake up early before your body is fully rested. How great is your workout going to be anyway if you're still tired? Maybe you take a stimulant pre-workout in order to get yourself going, but that's only going to work for so long. And furthermore, because you aren't getting enough sleep, your body's ability to recover is compromised. We recover from our days, from our workouts, when we sleep. If you aren't sleeping enough, you aren't giving your body the chance to recover, which means that when you come to your next workout, you aren't going to be as strong or as recovered as you should be. Your performance will start to decline. Whether your goal is to get strong in the saddle, improve performance in your riding, to lose body fat, or just to feel your best and be healthy, you need to be getting in enough high quality sleep. Another way you could be compromising your health in the name of fitness is exercising when you're sick. I will put my hand up here and confess that I have definitely done this in the past. I have literally been coughing out a lung while at the same time pushing myself through a high-intensity interval session for an hour. My throat was raw, and I was sweating because I had a fever. Looking back now, I have no idea why I did that. For one thing, that workout was not good. I couldn't push my body in the way that I could if I was feeling 100%, and it probably ended up causing me to be sicker for longer because... On top of trying to recover from whatever cold or sickness that I had, my body was also having to deal with the demands of 
a high intensity workout. Did I get anything out of pushing myself when I was sick? No. In fact, because I was sicker for longer and because my workouts weren't as high quality, I likely set myself back a bit. Had I just let my body rest and recover, I likely could have been back to my regular scheduled programming, steadily making improvements much sooner. I know that getting sick is a huge inconvenience, especially when you have goals that you want to achieve. But like I said, there's a very good chance that working out when you're sick is going to A, prolong whatever illness you have, and B, result in crappy workouts that don't get you closer to your goals at all. Think of it this way. The sooner you can get better by giving your body what it needs, which includes rest, the sooner you can get back to crushing your goals. This is where you really need to listen to your body. If you're questioning whether or not you should be working out, don't work out. Give your body the benefit of the doubt and take a rest day. And this applies to riding too. I know there have been many times when I have forced myself to get outside and saddle up, even though I felt like crap. How did those rides pan out? Not great. And my horse likely would have been better off had I just fed him for the day and left riding for when I felt better. Again, listen to your body. I know in this hustle hard culture, we are kind of taught to ignore what our bodies tell us and just push through, but that often does more harm than good. A third way that you might be sacrificing your health in the name of fitness, I think is something that a lot of people might not immediately think of. And what I'm referring to here is social media accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. They make you feel shame. They make you feel guilt. They make you feel like you're not good enough. I have definitely had this experience myself. I have followed accounts in the past, particularly those that center around health and fitness because I I like their content. They show their workouts, they show what they're eating, and they document their progress. It's I, I like looking at that stuff, but after a while, I find that after looking at what they've posted, I start to feel less good. I start comparing my body, my workouts, my progress to theirs, and I feel like I don't measure up. And it makes me feel less than, like I'm not good enough. It's such a tricky thing. One minute social media can be inspirational and motivating, and the next minute it's depressing and upsetting. If you aren't sure about whether an account is serving you, just ask yourself a few questions like, how do I actually feel after looking at this? Do I feel guilty? or ashamed? Or is their content actually enjoyable? Is it fun and and informative? As a way of protecting your mental health, unfollow accounts that make you feel less than or guilty or ashamed. 
you can, can continue to make improvements with your health and fitness without having to deal with those emotions. The next way that you might be sacrificing your health in the name of fitness revolves around soreness. As a kid growing up, I remember that we had this toy wrestler. When you squeezed him, like a squeezy toy, he would say macho things. And one of the phrases he would say is, no pain, no gain. As a child, you know, we thought it was funny. But I think we really do grow up thinking that in order to get somewhere, it needs to be painful, that it needs to be hard. Now, don't get me wrong. I completely believe that in order to get to anywhere worth going, you're going to need to put in the work and effort. But what I'm trying to get at is that when it comes to fitness, chasing pain and soreness may be doing more harm than good. Now, I get it. Chasing soreness can be really tempting. If you wake up the day after a tough leg session and it feels difficult to sit down on the toilet, there's a feeling like, yes, I had a really good workout. Like, I am sore. It's that physical feeling, that proof that says, we did something in the gym in the gym and... We did a good job. Um, Some people think that if they aren't sore, then they didn't work hard enough and that they won't see results. I will say right here that soreness is not a great indicator of a good workout. And let's just look at horses for a second here because most of my listeners are horse people and I think it'll make sense with an example. When you first pull your horse out of the pasture in the spring, after a long winter off, you know that you're gonna need to take it slow. If you immediately get to long loping sessions and drills that involve them really using their body, you know that they aren't gonna be able to handle it. Their lungs won't be able to handle it and they will likely be sore afterwards because they just aren't used to it. Instead, What a smart jockey does is bring their horse up slowly. The workouts might only start out as walks down the road with an occasional bit of trotting. And gradually that horse will build up its stamina and strength to a point where it can handle just about anything you throw at it. Along the way, their muscle mass comes back. They look stronger and fitter and Even on those days when you ride them hard, they're not getting sore. And if they do, they're right back to where they need to be within 48 hours or so. Our bodies aren't that dissimilar to that of our horses. Muscle is muscle. If you go in the gym and pound yourself, what's going to happen? You're likely going to be very sore, especially if you're new to the gym. Like I said, you might find it difficult afterwards to do even the most basic day-to-day activities like sit on the toilet or walk up a flight of stairs or wash your hair. And if you go back to the gym soon after, your workouts likely will not be as good because you're still contending with the soreness from the previous workout. And because you can't work out as hard, 
That means overall, you aren't going to be improving your fitness as quickly. In contrast, if you are smart about your training, you can go into the gym, slightly push yourself each time to the point where you might feel a bit sore the day after, but within 48 hours, you're ready to go. You're ready to train those muscles again. They feel refreshed, recharged, ready to go. That allows you to continually work those muscles, improving your strength and fitness. The more advanced you get, the less sore you're likely to get too. Someone who is used to working out, just like a well-conditioned horse, is going to take a lot more before they get sore. In contrast, the couch potato who decides they want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to get sore much quicker with a lot less stimulus. Ideally, your workouts should have challenging days, moderate days, and easier days. If you find that you are sore after every workout, this is a good indicator that you are consistently exceeding how hard you should be pushing yourself, which could work against you because your body just won't be able to keep up with recovery. When you're working toward a goal, it's important to zoom out and look at the big picture. Your training session has the ability to help or hinder everything else. So be mindful of that. Push yourself accordingly. And yes, it does take some trial and error to figure out how hard you should be pushing yourself. Um, Because sometimes beginners might have a tendency to not push themselves hard enough. But we also don't want to push so hard that, like I said, you're not recovering properly and all that good stuff. So hopefully that helps to highlight some areas where you might be going wrong with your fitness and whatnot. You know, sacrificing your health in the name of fitness. So just a recap, remember, don't be sacrificing sleep. Yes, we want to, you know, try and get workouts in consistently and all that good stuff. But if you're sacrificing sleep, that's a slippery slope. Try to avoid exercising when you're sick and listen to your body. Um, Be mindful of the social media accounts that you follow. Social media can be a great influence or it can be a very, very bad influence. So just be mindful of that and don't be afraid to do a run through the accounts you're following and unfollow the ones that aren't um, empowering you, I suppose. I don't really like that word empowering, but you get what I mean. And then lastly, um, don't get into the trap of trying to chase soreness, thinking that that's what's going to get you results. Yes, a little bit of soreness is good because it shows that, yes, you did push yourself in the gym during your last workout, but we don't want it so bad that it's going to be hindering your body. So hopefully that all makes sense. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'm at Strong in the Saddle. Um, Send me a DM or leave a comment on one of my posts, whatever you feel like there. And until next week, remember, it's always a good day to ride.